Hello, welcome, Atomic Radio Hour time. I'm your host, Vince. And I am your freshly made bed host, Olive. I just made <laughs> my bed. <laughs> I, I like that color scheme. Are those hedgehogs? Yeah, those are little hedgehogs. They're um, the wrong color. Well, one of them's like a blush pink, and the other one is like a brown. All hedgehogs, so it is law in 49 states that all hedgehogs must be blue. And you know this. Not really my problem, sorry. It's episode 134. How is everybody? How are you, other than your <laughs> your, your your sacrilegious bed? Um, I'm doing okay. I just got a new desk, so Tight. I'm pretty excited. If you are on the YouTube portion, you can see the corners of it here. So I've got this big, like, L-shaped desk now, and it's really helped with my productivity. And now I, I've got room to, like, leave stuff. I just bought the same desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the it's, only thing is mine's And it's black. really sturdy. Like, my other one was not sturdy. Yeah. Do you still have the foot hangy thingy? Yeah, I do. That I got that a little... awesome. It's down here. I want one of those. I got I it set my... on the internet. If I set my desk up correctly, I'm going to have my main computer on it, but then I'm going to use the other side as kind of like... Not like an office, but like where I can put my laptop mm-hmm. and I can record from there and edit from there and have the shelf. Uh, the shelf is back. Uh, there's a the big shelf. lot shelf. This is a decent shelf. This is a sturdy ass shelf for like 80 bucks. I got it at big lots. Fucking not too bad. love big lots. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I don't like how the figures are down here mm-hmm. and the pit boys are up here. I thought it would look cool. I'm going to switch these two because I feel like you'd be able to see the figures better. You'd be able to appreciate the figures more. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, plus, this right here, I don't know how much of this is going to be in the shot because I do crop it. Like, here's a can of air and my monitor that I bought the other day for 60 bucks because we're streaming now. Um, mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> if anybody follows us on Twitch, there's a link to our Twitch in the description. Check out these bad bitches that I got right here. <laughs> you know what you these are? Play, uh, you don't even play that game, do you? Nope, I don't, but I got 15 of these packs. For anyone who's listening to our audio medium. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, it is uh, some fresh, crisp Pokemon cards. Unopened, still in the cardboard protection thingy, and then there's the, the cards in there in the pack of Vivid Voltage, this is like the big set that's going on right now. These are, I think, are going to be retired at some point soon. But there is what they call the big gay Chonkachu in here, um, which is a V Max Pikachu, a Gigantamax Pikachu, but it's a rainbow. So there's a chance that it's in here, and that card's going for like four hundred bucks. What? Yeah, I got a friend who's super, super, super into Pokemon. Actually, when I told him that I was leaving to come to Colorado as a going away present, because I told him I wanted to collect some of the older cards, but I didn't have first edition money, um, mm-hmm. he got me a, a base set to Alakazam because I told him it was one of my favorites. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So uh, he has it. When he goes and grades his cards, I told him, just hang on to the card, grade it. I'll give him the money for the grade and he'll send it to me. But I got 15 of these Vivid Voltage packs. So come on down. One of these days I'm going to stream. Uh, I'll probably, after this episode goes live, 
I'll, I'll open the packs just because tomorrow um, is Friday. And hopefully if I get my OBS set up by tonight, my Streamlab set up by tonight, um, tomorrow, Friday, I'll be streaming. I'll stream Saturday and Sunday as well. And then I'm going to kind of just see how it goes. I definitely know, depending on what the schedule is, if I get my weekends off, I'm going to be, I'm going to be streaming Saturday and or Sunday, if not both days, if I've, I mean, it's still a pandemic, so why not? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. What's new with you? I feel like I rambled a little bit there. No, um, not much. Uh, I built a desk. I ordered some manga online. Uh, you know how to read? <laughs> Kyle taught me. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, so I got some of that. Oh, one of them came in the mail. This is the volume five of Full Metal Alchemist. Let me see the other one. Uh, this is all that I got. Oh, I got volumes fuck. one through five. I ordered volumes one through five, but I, I ordered them through the the evil website. But I got them from like small bookstores because you know how you can like sell yeah. through Amazon. So I got these from a bunch of small bookstores, but this is the first one that came. It came today, and I'm really excited for it. This is this is like the Rush Valley arc, I'm pretty sure. Cool. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's basically when Winry, um, the childhood best friend that makes uh, auto male prosthetics, uh, gets an apprenticeship with uh, with an engineer and uh, learns how to make better equipment. Cool. But also some other like story relevant shit happens, but I just like Rush Valley. It's really, it's, it's a cool place. Um, other than that, um, I got a little, I got a little drawing tablet. Um, I replaced my old one and, uh, it's really cool. And I was doing some sketches, so maybe I can share some of those later. Yeah. What were um, you drawing? I was drawing, I was just like sketching some Full Metal Alchemist stuff. I've been on another, I just keep, I just keep watching it. I don't, I go through waves and I'm on like a heavy wave right now mm-hmm. of Full Metal Alchemist because it's just the fucking best. Um, but I have just like some, some little sketches. Cool. Also I, uh... Weiss from Ruby. I did like half of a good drawing of Weiss. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I just ordered now that I'm in like a city. Um, I just ordered Uber Eats for the first time because uh, it's what all the kids are doing. And I've never like like even even where our small little shitty hometown just opened a mm-hmm. Wendy's. And the line is down the fucking block because that's a big deal in that small fucking piece of shit town. Yeah. A Wendy's opening. Um, so I ordered I ordered fucking Uber Eats. I was like, let's just see what's the fucking craze. Let's see what's up. Everybody's I think doing o- Uber it. Eats is overpriced. No, absolutely. But I got $30 off. That's really cool. So I only paid like with my my taxes and fees and tip was like nine bucks. That's not bad at all. Yeah. off of And it was like a 30 something dollar ticket that I, I had. So mm. um, yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. If you order from a chicken spot, and they send you a chicken sandwich with cheese on it. Don't fucking go back. Why? I don't want. I, that's not a, on a traditional chicken sandwich. If I get a po po boy, oh. first off, if I get a fucking Nashville style motherfucking Louisiana style po boy, I want some coleslaw. I want some fucking pickles. Like I don't want cheese. I want. 
If I get a chicken sandwich and it doesn't have cheese on it, there's not even a point. Really? Yeah, I think you're just wrong here. Sorry. Cheeses. And the, as an Italian, overrated. Ha <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. No, uh, yeah, but I, they, it was alright. It was whatever. It was cool, but like my dumbass sitting there like this looking through the people going, yeah, drop my food off. Yeah, like I'm excited. Like I'm watching this guy. I'm like, yeah, drop it off. And then he's like knocking on the door. My eyes like right there. I'm like, I hope he can't hear me breathing. <laughs> so then I like opened the door. <laughs> I opened the door. He's like halfway gone. He's like, all right, man, see ya. I'm like, hey, buddy boy, I didn't see you there. Ha ha. And then I ate it and it was mediocre. It just wasn't good either. Like it was just like, it just wasn't great. And I was like, oh, let me support a local spot. Like I'm not going to get like a five guys or some shit, but. Sometimes I, in moments of weakness, order Wendy's off DoorDash. Is it cheaper? Than going to the store? No, than then Uber Eats. Oh, yeah. DoorDash is, in my opinion, way cheaper. Cool, because I, I, I have that app as well. I've, I, I also mm-hmm. downloaded GoPuff. Cause... I, I like I like GoPuff. GoPuff's kind of really? cool. Yeah. Cause like... It's like, it's open till 3 a.m. So if it's like midnight and I want like some Ben and Jerry's and some Pringles, then I know exactly what I can do. Yeah, I was thinking, like, if I'm going to the bathroom and I forgot to buy toilet paper, I could be like, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. And there's to- overpriced toilet paper for me. Ha-ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I beg the question. Yes. I don't know why I beg the question. Yes. So you get, let me, like, let's lay out the scenario. You right, go to the right, restroom right. and you sit down to browse Twitter. You know, yeah. what you do in the in the restroom. And um, when you're done and you have to wipe your phone off... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you um you realize oh shit there's no toilet paper so you get on gopuff and order it yeah and then they drop it at your front door but you're <laughs> still on the toilet with yeah. your 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 twitter machine no no, no. so they're, do, you have, do you have to make like the walk of shame to your front door no there's or? special instructions come in get yourself a drink <laughs> the, the bathroom's at the end of the hall Just knock twice i'll know it's you you can leave it right there <laughs> <laughs> get comfortable. Like, I got snacks. I got a pot of sauce going. Like, come on in. All right. I'm glad to know that you have a, a, a nice and clean smartphone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> episode 134. We're doing the lore on the antagonists from the DLC. Mm-hmm. When I do the antagonist, I like to read right off of the wiki, Fallout, fallout.fandom.com. Since the only games to really have any DLC is Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4, we're going to be going into the... I'm doing them chronologically, so whichever DLCs came out first, right? So I think by that logic, the next DLC that we're going to be covering is the Mechanist Revenge from Fallout 4. A oh, DLC yeah. that I'm pretty sure everyone did once. Um, I did that. I did that TLC once. Yeah. So, do you remember it? No. I thought. Uh, <laughs> but I do yeah. remember building some sick robots afterwards. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, once we're done doing, we're done streaming New Vegas. I'm going to stream one, two, three, and then four. Um. That being said, we are doing the DLC antagonist from Dead Money. My probably my favorite, if not second favorite, New Vegas DLC for one reason 
And one reason alone, and that is the atmosphere of it. It's bleak, it's depressing, it's dark, it's everybody And we all know dead. that you love bleak, depressing, and dark. It's just who I am. Like, I'm not even going to fight it at this point. Like, it's just, it's what I'm into. It's like, I remember having a conversation with somebody once. I was like, how come everything I like is so depressing? And they're like, did you ever read Edgar Allan Poe? And I was like, it never did anything for me. And they're like, yeah, but all of his shit is dark. I was like, yeah, and? And they're like... I was like, oh, it's really valid. Um, but yes, Father Elijah, a DLC character who was talked about in the base game, and he's talked about in every other DLC, I'm pretty sure. I think he shows up in The Divide. I think he shows up in Big Mountain. Uh, he's a fucking badass dude, but he's also just kind of a fuck. He and is a fuck. When he, I was telling- he's got his grubby little paws all over New Vegas. Yeah. And when I was telling uh, my roommate Chris about we're about to do Father Elijah, he was like, oh, buddy boy, are you in for a treat? So let's just jump into it. You ready? Uh, I'm not ready because first I want to talk about the Patreon. And who is uh, today's show brought to us by? The show is brought to you by our Patreon. All of our supporters are just absolutely lovely. And they make this show possible. So we have got some people to thank. First, we have Noah. Thank you, Noah. Then we have Gage twice. Thank you, Gage. Once for the Patreon and one time for the Discord. Then we've got Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. Next up is Danny. Thank you, Danny. Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. And last but not least, we have Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. So let's get into Father Elijah. And again, all of the lore is from fallout.fandom.com. A scribe of the Brotherhood of Steel, Elijah defied convention and rose to the rank of elder, an honor usually reserved exclusively for paladins. An exception was granted for him on the grounds of him being a genius, able to figure out the workings of a device just by looking at it. His scientific acumen was matched only by his drive to recover and develop technology. His approach towards technology... Innovating and improving rather than simply preserving it, he was considered unorthodox by his peers. Elijah often dispatched scribes on tech retrieval missions, chased all the lead, he would chase any lead that he would find. His drive to develop new technology put him at odds with the most conservative members of the Brotherhood, particularly other elders. The conflict developed as Elijah pushed for developing new technologies and new ethical question, question, new ethically questionable weapons. The elders, rather than deal with him, decided to send him away east to form a new chapter of the Brotherhood in the Mojave. Elijah revealed himself as a brutally pragmatic and altogether unpleasant leader. A pathological control freak who would often view people under him as mere equipment, expecting them to carry out his orders and requests unquestionably. While the center unpredictability on their part would would not just annoy, but outright infuriate him. 
by far the only person with whom he had any sort of working relationship was scribe Veronica Santagello, his pupil. Elijah used his status to end her relationship with Christine Royce so that she would follow him into the Mojave. Veronica kept was kept in the dark about the affair. And her reverence for Elijah was only increased? What? Elijah had partly been sent east to investigate Hoover Dam and was possible and the possibility of bringing it back to functionality. However, the Brotherhood was not quick enough for the New California Republic, for they had claim- claimed it shortly prior to this. Elijah was furious, liking it to children playing with a bomb. Instead of the, the dam, Elijah turned the Brotherhood's focus on Helios 1, a solar-powered facility. Elijah's obsession with Helios and need to defend the NCR forces deploying into the Mojave resulted in the Brotherhood ignoring the vast expansion of the Van Graaff family into the Mojave, despite them being distributing pre-war energy weapons. The elders' orders were clear. It was not until Operation Sunburst that Elijah's true nature became apparent to the rest of the Brotherhood. It was clear that the Brotherhood were on the losing end of the con- of the conflict with the NCR, but Elijah refused to accept defeat and became obsessed with finding technology that could defeat the NCR. Operating the Brotherhood's Helios One base, he sent paladins out to uh, paladins out on a number of missions that can be considered tactically questionable in its efforts to secure vital technology he was adamant this would swing things in their favor he eventually discovered that the secret to victory lay on their own their own doorstep with the archimedes 2 weapon though the brotherhood's position was tactically unsustainable elijah felt that if he could just get archimedes functional the ncr could finally be pushed back he stubborn stubbornly refused to give ground but salvation never came and when ncr finally overran the perimeter elijah simply disappeared into the waste without any without warning anyone not even veronica and he assumed to have deserted the brotherhood his successor, Nolan McNamara, wasted no time in gathering up the few survivors that were left from the battle at the facility and retreated back to Hidden Valley. But Elijah had not truly abandoned the Brotherhood nor his desire to see it dormant, but had in fact left to find new technologies that would save them. To find what he believed were treasures of the old world. Why are these, these are, these, these sentences are so poorly written. I have no idea why it's just written like this. But Elijah had truly not abandoned the Brotherhood, nor his desire to see it dormant, but had in fact left to find new technologies that would save them. Uh, He wanted to find what he believed were treasures of the old world. For Elijah, the Brotherhood was doomed. They needed to begin again and would never do as needed, no matter how morally questionable to ensure that came to pass. Okay. A lot of this has been cut out, but I'm just going to say flat out, whoever wrote this did a fucking horrible job. Through the power of editing, you're not going to hear how many times I've had to go back and reread sentences, but there should be commas in places where there's not. There should be... Sentences should be broken up into multiple sentences and simplified. This is this is really poorly written. 
So again, I'm going to try it. For Elijah, the Brotherhood was doomed. They needed to begin again. That should be that should be the end of a sentence. That should be the end. Yeah. That should be the end of a sentence. He would do whatever was needed, no matter how morally questionable. New sentence. He wanted to ensure that this would come to pass. Right there. I just fixed it. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he traveled throughout the wasteland, going as far as the divide and spending time amongst the ciphers. Now, I clicked on ciphers quick just because I was uh, curious because I don't remember ever hearing them brought up, and they are a Van Buren faction. The Cyphers of the West are a tribe of significantly gifted people in the Western United States. They live in con- they live concealed in the hills in NCR territory, but outside of the Republic control, which dismiss them as tribals. They spend their days memorizing pre-war schematics no contemporary wastelander can understand. Founded by the survivors of the Great War from Los Alamos. Huh. That's kind of cool. Never heard of them. Yeah. Where is Masa Verde? Let's take a gander at that bad bitch right there. Uh, Mesa Verde is... Um, I think it's New Mexico. Hmm. Neat. That means it's Kaiser country. Well, no. If it's NCR territory, I don't think it's New Mexico because... I think that's Kaiser country. Hmm. Because Kaiser is everything from from Denver to Hoover Dam, pretty much, is Kaiser. Yeah. Neat. Elijah eventually stumbled across the Big Empty in his travels, where he found an incredible amount of rare pre-war tech. Captured temporarily by the think tank upon his arrival, he, he managed to escape in seconds, much to the shock of the brained bots. In the great expanse of the big empty, I, I don't like calling it empty as in like emptiness. I like just calling it big mountain. That's just a personal okay. thing. In the great expanse of big mountain, Elijah ran into another human, a courier named Ulysses, who spoke to him of the legend of the Sierra Madre and convinced Elijah to journey there to find what he sought. Before he could embark upon the Madre, Elijah had to make a few preparations. Making his way to Little Yangtze, he experimented on the survivors of the prison camp with explosive collars, curiosity getting the better of him, seeking out radio frequency until they finally tracked down the faint broadcast. Avoiding the local robots and suffering from migraines through the overdose of mentads, Elijah's fine-tuned both collars and radio signals. Now, with the location of a mythical casino and his collars ready, his grand plan to defeat the NCR was ever so close to fruition. So, uh, background story, if you play... uh, old world blues and you find little yangzi there's there's people there that are i'm pretty sure speaking in chinese right i think so yeah and they are they are prisoners they they were put in camps prisoners of war like how we did to japan in the 40s uh but he got there and they were ghouls and i remember playing this i streamed big mountain on discord before we were doing twitch and i remember how dark there was like chairs piled in corners and like people trying to get out. Like yeah, just, just really fucking pretty, grim shit. It's pretty grim. Yeah. 
So he, he used that to then make the collars. He learned how to use those collars there and then use them at the Madre on you, Dean Domino, Christine, and Dog. However, the trials of crime he had laid across the waste in the years preceding his arrival had not gone, had not gone unnoticed. And the internal affairs of the Brotherhood soon dispatched assassins to stop him. Christine Royce being one of them. As the think tank sent robots to contain him, catching a glimmer from a sniper scope, Elijah instinctively sensed the worst, strategically detonating his subject's collars to make his getaway as he attempted Jesus. Her, as she attempted her assassination. Elijah defeated Royce. She became a subject of medical experimentation after being dragged away from the Y-17 medical facility. He then moved moved on and set up camp on the roof of the Signal Hills transmitter and later on the cliffs of the Big Mountain North Tunnel, where the uncontrollable, uncontrollable broken and berserk Securitrons provided him defense. Hacking into the Think Tank mainframe as the Big Mountain's robots closed in, Elijah fried Dr. Eight's voice module and rerouted Dr. O's, or Dr. Zero's, uh, processor to take control of the train network. Via remote control, he directed a train into the tunnels, creating a path for his escape through the wreckage, leaving his retrofitted LAER rifles and the jury-rigged Tesla cannon behind. He then set off towards that, the Madre. That LAER is the best energy <laughs> weapon ever. He, he, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I, it's my favorite laser weapon. I know. He then set off towards the Sierra Madre with a Gauss rifle and crucial, and crucially, the knowledge that could make the Mojave his and his alone. To prepare for his expedition, he renovated an abandoned Brotherhood of Steel bunker as a base of operations in the Mojave, setting it up for when he managed to get his hands on the technologies it offered. It making in making round trips around the Sierra Madre to his bunker, he performed an analysis of the cloud and the Sierra Madre's environment. Once ready to go to the Madre, he left the final message for Veronica in the event he did not return. Uh, real quick, I'm not sure if the rest of this is... I don't remember if the rest of this brings up the cloud in any way, but it is a bit of poison that surrounds the yeah, Madre. It's pretty yucky. Yeah. Upon reaching the Sierra Madre, he found everything that he had hoped for and more. The cloud had somehow preserved the pristine nature of the casino and prevented him, prevented it from decaying in all of the centuries of disuse. In addition to serving as a deadly deterrent to, to potential intruders, he marveled at the casino's automated security system. The invulnerable holograms, perfected versions of technology he had found at the big, at the big empty. A single one of these holograms deployed in the right place would become a one man army, massively powerful and almost impossible to defeat with conventional weapons. However, the potential of these paled in comparison to the relatively innocuous technology that is the Sierra Madre vending machines. 
These machines functioned as a sort of molecular assembler, taking Sierra Madre chips and using the raw materials in their composition to assemble various alcohol and clothes as rewards for gamblers. The potential for these had already been partly realized before the war, as medical staff and construction crews had used them to generate medical supplies and explosives, but Elijah had Hmm. grander ideas. He could use the vending machines to create everything necessary for building a new nation. Food, supplies, ammunition, collars, even currency. I love how it's like food, supplies, ammunition, slavery collars. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a big yikes. Yeah. His ultimate plan was to cleanse the Mojave with the cloud and create a new world using the holograms for defense. The collars would ensure compliance and the vending machines... We're, res- we're there for the resources. However, Elijah also found that he could not unlock the secrets of the casino's vault alone. He used the explosive collars to coerce captives into trapping other fortunate seekers, lured by the Madre signal, forming a chain that eventually grew into, con- into teams conscripted to do Elijah's bidding or die. Eventually, he found a new way of starting the chain in the form of Dog, a nightkin whose overwhelming need for a master figure allowed Elijah to bend him easily for his will, even without an explosive collar. Pause. I fucking love... He's one. He's my favorite character in Dead Money. Yeah. Dog? Be- dog. Because... Just because of the callback. And, like, I didn't appreciate this till I played it a few months ago, where he's like, Dog needs master. I can hear master calling. And then, like... Having the prior knowledge of Fallout 1 and 2 of going, oh, fucking quite literally the Master and how the, the Nightkin were yeah. the elite members of the Master's army. Like, that was just, I don't know. It was one of those, like, Jimmy Neutron fucking Ken Hedgel Neutron style fucking brain blast <laughs> moments. I was like, oh, my God, that's genius. It really is. Human nature got the better of these teams, though. As soon as they became close to the treasure, they all felt they could take it all for themselves, inevitably turning on one another. One team managed to actually get Elijah into the heart of the casino, but after their deaths, Elijah found himself trapped and alone. His response, in response, he modified the signals controlling the colors to add an extra condition. If one person died, they all died. Unable to communicate with Dog on the outside, Elijah assumed this would be the end, until Dog, automatically acting on orders given to him long ago, brought to the casino a prisoner with a Pip-Boy 3000, someone with who Elijah was capable of communicating. Elijah would be free to go, assuming he could bear to leave behind the casino and all of its secrets. He guided the courier and the three remaining callers to the Sierra Madre. Dog, his unquestioning Night King kin servant, Christine Royce, the same circle of steel knight that was dispatched to the big mountain to kill Elijah, and Dean Domino, a ghoulified pre-war lounge singer who had been trapped in the Sierra Madre since the war. There, he ordered them to trigger the gala event, reopening the doors of the Sierra Madre Casino and Resort. Once inside, the courier managed with Elijah's instructions to arrive in the Sierra Madre vault, where Elijah came out of hiding and confrontation ensued. 
I've told this story before. That's pretty much everything on Elijah. I have some notes and some behind the scenes stuff in a second, but I've told this story before and I'll tell it again because it made such an impact on me. There are the first, the first quote on here, which I don't know why I can't click on them anymore. Finding it, finding it though. That's not the hard part. It's letting go. It's letting it's go. something that has stuck with me in such a way. After replaying this, to the point where I was replaying it and I was, I've told the story before. I was reading these old text messages between a couple of friends of mine that people that I cared about. And I don't know why I was even reading them. I don't even know why I have it saved on my phone, but I just, you know, I just stumble across something. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I'm reading it. And like, as I'm getting towards the end of it, all I hear as the cutscene ends is finding it. That's not the hard part. It's letting go. And I was like, all right, universe, fuck you. Like that really. Like it was just a weird, like I told the story before. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. This is, he's one of the best bad guys. He's a little more, man- he's, he's evil. He's just evil. He's pretty evil. Yeah. Yeah. He's the but, one person that's eviler than Ron Goolman. Ron is not evil. Ron's not evil. Motherfuckers don't even know. <laughs> He's not evil, but he can be evil. The audience would know how evil Ron is or isn't if another episode of Tabletop is out. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You want to hear some notes? Some notes. Elijah claims that he he had made more hollow rifles, but he does not use any, nor are there any others in Dead Money. However, by listening to his broadcast while in Cecilia del Sol, de la Sol, (laughs) uh, the courier can overhear him bemoaningly giving up a hollow rifle. Hmm. If he's trapped inside the Madre vault, he can be heard mumbling to himself on the radio. Did you ever lock yourself in the Madre? Yes, I have. I have too. Isn't that neat? Mm, I reload the save, though, and just get all that gold and get out of there. I Hold on, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> if the courier has exhausted all dialogue about him with Veronica, they can bring... Her up in conversation in the vault's chamber. Didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Speaking to Veronica about Elijah with dead money installed before leaving for the Madre also adds additional dialogue with Elijah. Huh. Wow. He's one of the stronger, stronger opponents in the game besides his powerful Gauss rifle. He has a high amount of hit points for a human character and more than most companions with the exception of dog slash God and Lily. Yo, speaking that's, of Lily, can we get, can we get a, can we get a, a one time, one time for at t Lily? One time, one time. Tight. Uh, Elijah has a pit boy himself despite the fact that he belittles the courier's use. Of one on several occasions. This is best seen with a stealth boy. It's best seen with the stealth boy and closely looking while inside the vault. He also uses it to control force fields in the casino. When talking to the Brotherhood Paladins in the Hidden Valley bunker, they will sometimes talk about Elijah and how he used to be the elder. Unlike Veronica, however, they cannot be informed of his fate in the Madre. Oh, really? Yeah. His in-game appearance and his hologram are vastly different to the point where when I clicked on this page a couple days ago to just kind of read up on this, 
mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him because I, in my mind, he's the hologram. Really? Yeah. I was like, who the fuck? Did I click on the wrong page? Is there multiple Elijahs in this game? Because no, I always think of him as the hologram too. Yeah. He, he's, his face is more broad in the hologram. In this mm-hmm. one, he looks like a character from Fallout 3, like a, just a default old man in Megaton. Yeah. Um, but, 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 where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Locations visited by Elijah in Old World Blues can be identified by scattered drain microfusion cells in the area. It's a nice little... Yeah, it's a nice touch. I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. Elijah is an exceptionally hardy man, despite his combination of arthritis, mentad addiction, included migraines, drinking, smoking, and an old age. He is not only still alive, but very mobile and combat ready. Having traveled hundreds of miles in his quest to restore the Brotherhood, and is no pushover when confronted in the Madre. Yeah, he's definitely one of the most powerful enemies in in Fallout, especially in DLC. Like, brain-wise, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... That's pretty much Father it. Father Elijah. A man who was too yeah. smart for his own good. That he was. Cool. Yeah. I really like Father Elijah. Uh, Father yeah. Elijah. Yeah. And his uh, his L-A-E-R is the shit. <laughs> tight. Tight, 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 tight. Um, that's it for lore, my friend. Yes. How are you? I'm okay. You hanging in there? I'm trying to hang in there, yeah. Do you have anything, um, you, have anything you want to I talk applied about? For, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I applied a cup for a couple jobs here. I'm ta- For anyone that doesn't know, I'm taking a semester off of school because the pandemic is bad. Yeah. Drop out. Do drugs. No, I'm <laughs> not going to drop out. Um... But yeah, I'm taking a semester off and I'm just, um, right now I'm applying to jobs and trying to not go out of my, uh, my brain. Um, it's a real demoralizing process, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was really supposed to sucks. move out here with a job and not, it never, it just didn't happen. Uh, my boss at my old job never fucking followed up. So now I'm just sitting here with my thumb up my ass. I got, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Nothing makes you mm. feel less human than having to apply for jobs. I know. But darn dirty capitalism. If I remember correctly, you have something you wanted to show me, right? Yo, I kind of do have something I want to show you. So it's this thing I'm working on. I'm working since on I've been streaming recently. Um, in order for me to show it off, I'll have to restart OBS though. So basically, I have uh started the process of making like a vtuber avatar just because i thought it would be interesting because i've been streaming recently and i've seen people do it and it looks really cool do you have an aversion to putting yourself on a stream me yeah no why no because i don't know i just have a feeling like you're kind of like bashful and i'm not saying that like in a mean way or anything bashful um, no, I'm, I'm not bashful. Um, I just like the idea of like having an avatar. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, cause like I was fine. I was streaming the other day. I streamed Okami and it was super fun and I had my face cam on for that. So 
No, no, I'm just just curious. None of us are real no, people. I just think it's cool. Yeah, um, I'm just a figment of your imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's real. Uh, <laughs> but it's just kind of really cool. So I'm gonna send Vince a video, and he's probably gonna have it on stream. Um, and it's just some really really cool stuff. So if you want to check out what a VTuber looks like, it'll probably be on stream. Uh, she she's recorded it and sent it to me, and what have you. Yeah, I I made the model myself. It's still kind of bad, and the face isn't really calibrated, but I just kind of worked on it for a few hours today, um, just because I thought it would be something interesting. Cool. Well, it looks neat. I've seen it. I I hope at one point maybe we could show it off a little more. Yeah, it might pop up on a stream sometime. Cool. I would love to see it. I'd love Mm -hmm. to talk about it a little more, but from what it sounds like, it's kind of in like the beta or the alpha stages of it. Yeah, it's in the alpha stages. That being said, um, let's just just take him to the chorus, homie. So the chorus of this song, of this podcast, is Shane Ivers' Feather Duster. If you want to get our our intro music, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. Vince. Yes. Hit me with the refrain. Ooh, the refrain. If you'd like to follow myself or Olive or the show on social media, there are links in the description below to all of that. Um, there's also a link to our Twitch. There's a link to our Redbubble where you can throw us a couple bucks if you want to buy a t-shirt or, or something with a logo on it. Uh, there's also our Patreon, which again, thank you to the Patreons to help support the show in such a manner so we can make it big and better and great and everything it is now. And then more. Um if you're fo- if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. Show a friend. We have a playlist of all of our videos. Just just put that on when you go to bed, please. Yeah, um, I yeah. don't think it's against terms of service for me to ask this. Just put it on before you go to bed. Trying to get those numbers up. Trying to help people out. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I love you. You can get us anywhere podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us anywhere podcasts can be downloaded. I love you. Thank you. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a something. Shout out to everybody who's helped out. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. Join the Discord. Yes, join uh, the Discord. We like didn't talk about Discord for we some talk wild about Discord. reason. Um, and the Discord is popping. So Always. join the Discord, uh, and you can get the special scoop on um, my new desk and uh, potentially eating human hair. You haven't checked general in a while, have you? I, I haven't. <laughs> I've been working on a bunch of other stuff. Like my <laughs> my cords just came for monitor number deuce here. Ooh, so, so now you could properly stream. Yeah, I don't have to use my phone or another laptop or somebody else for chat. So, all right, guys, I love you. Stay safe. Call somebody that you love and tell them that you love them. Um. Enjoy fried chicken. Okay, bye. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gorman Entertainment Production.